What's up, everybody? Welcome into SSPN Live. My name's Jude. That's Ethan. Sorry for the little bit of a delay on the start time there, but we're here. We're rocking and rolling, Ethan. And it's another episode of SSPN Live, Ethan. And it's another story about the Spurs having two games where they were in it in the fourth quarter. In one, they were, you know, up by a lot during the game. And the Mavs game is a little bit more back and forth. Never really had the lead like they did in the Jazz game. But at the end of the day, the young Spurs fell apart in the fourth quarter in both games, Ethan. I was only able to ca- catch the uh, the highlights for both of those. I know you got to watch a little bit more of both of them. Um, tell me what your thoughts were on them. So the Mavs game, I actually didn't get to watch it at all. I like watched the first quarter, and that's, that's right. pretty much it. Um, I just I watched, I watched. Like, the, yeah, the play-by-play, and it, it was pretty much decisive the entire way. We didn't win. We won the third quarter by two, 27-25, but they blew us out. Uh, in that fourth quarter, 43 to 26. And just looking at the box score, it's pretty much the same theme as it's been the whole year. You know, we're, we're, we're doing our best, but injury plagued roster now without Jakob Pertle and without Josh Richardson. Um, Keldon Johnson is doing everything that he can 22 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. And then Malachi Branham's emergence as a scorer with 23 points on an efficient night, nine for 17. But it's just not enough to overcome the Dallas Mavericks who are coming off that Western Conference run last year. Added Kyrie Irving, lost Jalen Brunson, but they're just a better team at the end of the day. The Jazz game I actually did watch the entirety of. Mm-hmm. And I texted you, I think, in the second quarter or so. And I said, man, you're missing a really good game because I knew you weren't going to be able to watch yeah. it. Because it felt like finally we had like figured everything out. Like it was finally starting to click. We were, yeah. it, we had the lead. Let me pull up the actual box score real quick while I'm talking. Pretty much the entire time until the fourth quarter. And then we just fell apart. But those first three quarters, it looked, or no, first two quarters, because that third quarter we were outplayed 30 to 14. That's really where the Jazz kind of came back, found that momentum, and the Spurs were never able to reacquire it. Bad second um, half. But it was scoring by committee. Uh, everybody in the starting lineup scored at least 11 points. Devontae off the bench had 10. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was fluid offense. It was a lot of passing. It was 2014 reminiscent. Defensive intensity, Jude, was finally at a level that like matched what a Spurs team is accustomed to for, for the first time almost all year. Like everybody was giving mm-hmm. 110% effort. And it felt like as soon as Utah went on that run in the third quarter, it was like, okay, we're done. Like Raps. we just, we, we just stopped playing defense altogether, stopped making shots. And uh, when, when that happens, you're not going to win ball games. It didn't help that Doug McDermott only went one for five from three point land. Like I was hoping to get a little yeah. more productivity out of him, especially since a lot of his shots were good looking shots. Um, but when Keldon gets 18, Sohan gets 22, you, you'd hope that you'd be able to pull this one out. But at the end of the day, 16 point loss, one step closer to, to Wembenyama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's about the way to describe it. I actually did, you know, while you were talking, I remembered I got to catch the the fourth quarter uh, of the Mavericks game and I missed like the 22 points in the first four minutes of the fourth quarter and and that was kind of the story I remember Matthew Tinnon tweeted about mm-hmm. that he was talking about how they did a really good job in the the third quarter of that game holding Dallas to 25 points which is probably just one of if you want to look at a single quarter the way this year has gone that's probably one of the better defensive quarters we've played considering the talent and the shooters that they have now on that roster um 
but then <laughs> but then they scored almost just as many uh, to start yeah. the fourth quarter with 22 points in the first four minutes. Um, and, you know, that kind of that's how the Mavs are, just to talk about them a little bit. I know they went cold in that big Lakers comeback uh, over the weekend, but the thing was when they were hot and they were up by 30, it was exactly what they were doing to us in, in that mm-hmm. Spurs game. And they just have, when they have a bunch of shooters and they get those open looks, and when you have Luka and Kyrie penetrating, and then you throw like Justin Holiday and Reggie Bullock on the wing, it's, you know, they, they can rain some threes, kind of Warriors-like, yeah. real quickly. That's a scary tandem because finally Luke is able to play without the ball. Like, I was watching him, mm-hmm. I watched the Lakers game. I only watched the first three quarters. I thought it was going to be over, you know. But uh, but it's it's a different kind of, like, layer that they have with Luka that I haven't seen ever before, which is him actually playing without the ball in his hands. Um, so if they can figure that out and be effective with and without the ball in his hands, the Mavericks could be a sleeper team this year. Yeah. Got to make sure they keep those leads though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. De- defense, but I agree with yeah, what the, you're saying. Yeah, defense would be, need to get a lot better for sure. Um, but, but yeah, just talking about some of the other trends that we, we kind of saw in this game. Um, obviously Malachi, it, even though he had a little bit of an off game in the jazz game, he still found a way to have 13 and six in that one. Um, and in the, the Mavericks game, he had 23 and was really the main scorer yeah. when, when we were kind of neck and neck with them for the first half. Um, just I know we've talked about Malachi so much. He had 23 and five assists in that Mavs game. Um, I mean, he's just looking more and more like a steal. And I know I've said this before on on an SSB and live pretty recently, Ethan, but it's there's a reason that Jay Bylas had him as the best available at like the 13th pick in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, he's showing us something new every single game and continuing to just get so, so comfortable. Like he's scoring already at a not all NBA, but at, at an NBA level, like consistency. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was the fear for the first half of the season was how long is it going to take him to be consistent? Cause we've had that difficulty with Lonnie Walker in the past. You know, we always, I always kind of compare Malachi to Lonnie in my mind because they're both kind of, for, for me at least, we're going to play that six man scoring machine role, but he, he's really knock on wood clicked and, and, and it's continued to click for him the entire time since he's had that, uh, since he had that, was a 17-point game? Whatever it was. We went over it in the last slide. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of makes me wonder if if that also ties into why they're holding these guys out more and more because with Malachi's progression, it's like, uh, obviously, Blake is still struggling a little bit, but we did see him make a, a few good plays. I saw two good plays in that Mavs game. He got Luka on that yep, inbound, yep. which was good to see, and then he hit a three after that, and then there was... You know, still a little bit on the struggle bus there for Blake <laughs> a lot of the times out there. But but I wonder if like that's kind of with Malachi and Sohan's progression, if they're just like, let's just like I wonder if like Devin Vassell is going to get shut down or like if they're just going to hold out Trey and him for like another like three weeks or so just to keep giving these guys minutes and see how they progress. I don't know if Devin will get shut down, but I wouldn't mind just keeping keeping them out. Might as well. Might as well get yeah. some more losses and let Malachi continue to improve. Because that was the fear we talked about, right? Is when you bring all these dudes back, all of a sudden Malachi doesn't have the same level of opportunity to be the primary ball handler right. or to be the primary scorer because um, now Trey's back and then Devin as well. So I wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, we'll have to see. But I guess I was kind of more asking, what do you think is the likelihood of that? Like, do you oh. think that that's something kind of playing out like behind the scenes, or do you just think that they're just it's tank and they're just being you know cautious with injuries? 
I think they've just been extremely cautious the entire season. Now, there's probably an underlying factor to it that they're not yeah. willing to just admit about the whole tank situation. Um, but I know for a fact Devin Vassell wants to play. He's been talking about it since before the All-Star That's break. True. Like, no, he's he, been tweeting about it, yeah. He feels ready to play. And so I think they at some point they're going to have to let him play. You know what I mean? Because if they don't, then it's like you have a disconnect between you and your player. What message are you sending to the, the team that you're not trying to win kind of thing? Right. So try to avoid that as much as possible. Yeah. I'm just I, I guess the reason I'm thinking about that is because him and him and Malachi do play the same position. And mm-hmm. as much as this is a very different team than the team that Devin came into when he was a rookie, it's like, you know, you kind of ask yourself and you wonder like, would rookie Devin Vassell be putting up these numbers on even this team? You know what I mean? So that's just, I'm just wondering if that's something they're thinking about. I don't want to, I just want both of them. Like with the way Malachi has been playmaking. I mean, obviously we've got other point guards, but like, still I'm like, screw it. Like I'd rather like put, put, move Malachi to point and, and start both of them. If, if Malachi really ends up being that guy, you know what I mean? But um, that's just something I was thinking about because you never know with that. And and with the way that we've just been rolling the dice with these trades and it feels like Brian Wright's playing my GM, Ethan. He really is. He definitely is with the draft picks. So I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to get rid of Devin Vassell, but it's just something that, you know, interesting to watch here with the way the Spurs have made moves recently. Like maybe not something to to think about right now, but with the way we move DeJounte and the way we move Derek, if like, you know, they're definitely ready to move guys if they feel like, they can um you know they have somebody else under who has higher potential but at the same time Devin's so young it, it, that's a different situation so i think we're definitely going to keep both of them but yeah ch- checking out adrian's comment he said well i do want to see malachi get minutes i'd want to make sure that Devin gets some nba minutes to keep him developing wh- which i can completely agree with as well yeah. that from we, yeah. my personal opinion like i said I, I want both of them definitely i feel like facel has been the most consistent player this year yeah, we forget that he actually isn't fully developed yet. Like what we saw from him early in the year, averaging like 20, 21 a game or something like that. Like that's not Devin Vassell at full form. That's him, what, two years, three years now? His first opportunity as a primary scorer, really. Um, so he has so much more room to grow. And with him and Malachi, while they are very similar in a lot He's of aspects. He's 22 still. Like. Yeah. While they are very similar in a lot of aspects, especially playing the same position, they also do different things. I think Malachi at this point has a higher ceiling as far as being a playmaker um, and maybe as, as a off-the-dribble scorer. I'm forgetting about defense, too, uh, not de- to interrupt yeah. you, but big gap between them there. Yes, Devin is a world-class defender and a world-class spot-up three-point shooter, and he moves extremely well without the ball. Things that uh, I'm sure Malachi will get good at, but right now he's still developing. But he came into the league already knowing how to get to his spots and to score in the mid range. That's something Devin kind of had to fine tune. Um, so they're, yeah. they're just they're getting better at different right. things. Right. They came in at different. We're we're better at certain areas coming in. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, well, uh, I guess the other thing I have here in the title is Spurs in full tank mode. We're on a 16-game losing streak. Yeah. That's in the thumbnail. Uh, just tell me your thoughts on that, Ethan. I know this is kind of the same story as the rest of the year, but... I'm embracing it at this point. Like, it's so hard to swallow as a fan because you... I, I go in every game. We've talked about this. I go into every game hoping for a win. And as as we get close and as we pull in like within 10 points every single game, I'm like, we're going to win this one. And we're going to win this one. And then we lose and my heart's broken for like five to 10 minutes. And then I just like, <laughs> Scoot Henderson. Like their names just kind of come back into my mind. So I'm all for it. It just, it has to happen. No team 
there's I mean there's it's been very few cases where a team has not had to get a top three pick to then get over that get back. hump and get right. back to contention. Like it's very rare. Like we got mm-hmm. so lucky. We, we got Tim Duncan with number one, and then we got so lucky with with Tony at twenty eight and Monty at fifty six. Yeah, David like at number two number one. one picks in the nineties. That's crazy. Traded up for Kawhi at fifteen. Nobody thought he'd be something like we got really lucky. Now we're in this position where we have some really good young pieces, but we definitely to get to where we want to be, we need that top three pick. So might might as well fully embrace it. You know, that ties into something that, that kind of happened a little while ago in the Spurs schedule, but it, it wasn't something that I mentioned on the live. You know, uh I, I believe it was I was watching the Cavs broadcast during the Spurs Cavs game, which was I want to say, let me see, let me look at their schedule here. It was fairly recently. Um, yeah, it was the it was about three games ago. Uh, for some reason, it's not giving me the date. But we, we lost 117 to 109 about three games ago. Oh, the, the 13th of February. So about two weeks ago, we played them. Um, and, and the thing, one of the things they were mentioning after is they showed this, like they were, the cameraman had it on Darius Garland. And he was talking to Blake Wesley and Malachi Branham. I think he might have been, it may, it, maybe it wasn't Blake but it was definitely Malachi and some other, I mean, our whole team's young, but some other like yeah. younger player on the team. And basically, like, I, I think he even said in like an interview after, or maybe it was Tom Orsborne tweeted about it. But that conversation, Darius Garland kind of told the team like, hey, I used to be on a team like this. Like, just keep playing. Look at where we're at now. And and a lot of that had to do with getting Mobley. You know, they had to acquire, and then, you know, they acquired as much assets to make a big move to get Donovan Mitchell. But the point is, is all of this kind of ties into what you're saying. It takes time to get over the hump. You've got to get lucky in the drafts. You've got to collect assets to also acquire more talent because it yep. takes as much as, you know, you want to have that kind of Oklahoma City Thunder 2010s, like, dream draft of KD, Russ, and, and Harden. You know, it's still like long term that didn't work out. So you have to not only do you have to get lucky in the draft, you have to acquire talent elsewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, the point is, is Darius Garland was kind of telling them like, hey, it's going to take some time. <laughs> you know, you're in the trenches right now, but yep. like it, it can get better. Y'all are talented. You just played us to a single digit game like and they beat we, we beat them earlier this year. So. I don't know if you heard about this, Jude. Uh, I was watching ESPN the other day, and they were talking about Victor Wembanyama and uh, the ESPN guy. I don't know who it wasn't Brian or anybody really well known, but he was Bobby talking. Marks. I don't know. I don't think it was. Is it, it's guy. one of the draft guys. It was a scout. It was some kind of scout. Jonathan I didn't Gibbon know his face. Honestly, you can say any name right okay. now. I have no idea. But anyway, <laughs> right? One of the ESPN draft. One people. of the ESPN scout <laughs> draft people said as it's such horrible reporting to not know his name anyway he uh he said that victor was is very adamant about not saying what team he wants to go to saying that he's just open to any situation that he thinks he can take a team to play off you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy what are you doing later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Attention, no matter how bad they are this year, all that blah blah blah, all the all the good, you know, PR stuff to say. Uh, but then this guy was saying, under the table. 
his people are saying that he would prefer San Antonio. Now, I don't know how much validity that has, but that's what the under the radar quote unquote rumors are. Adrian saying it's Jonathan Givenoy. So that would make sense because um, he's like the main ESPN draft. He did draft express anyways. Um, that would actually make sense for I mean, obviously, we're a Spurs show and we're going to love to hear that. But here is the connection. Last year, Victor Wembanyama did play for Tony Parker's team. So they have a relationship there. I want to say there was somebody who told me, maybe it was you, or this was a while back that that he had he had a lot of admiration for Tim Duncan. But he's from France. He played for Tony Parker's team. That that doesn't really surprise me. Uh, but but he also said another thing. I saw is he made like a quote like, "There's no bad NBA franchise." Like that's yeah. the way he put it. So I, I don't really think that he's gonna. I mean, I'm sure. Just because of all those, one, you have Greg Popovich, who will probably stick around a couple more years. And even if he doesn't, it's the Spurs organization. So you know, like, there's going to be a good coach in there, Brett Brown, whoever. Um, So they have that relationship with foreign players. Uh, And then on top of that, you know, he has that obvious connection with, with Tony, so... I think Scoot said something similar too. Um, yeah, he was. Weekend. Yep, yep. He just was saying that they have a really good, talented young team. I mean, I think a lot of these young prospects, they look at the Spurs and they're probably like, I can go be the superstar and I've got talent around me. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of probably what Darius Garland can see too. Like, yeah, these guys, these guys suck right now. They're one of the worst teams in the league. But in five years, you know, a lot of these guys, even if aren't a lot of them, you know, not all of them are going to be on the team just straight up cap wise. That's not going to yeah. happen. But, you know, a, a lot of the whoever isn't on the team is probably going to be a talented role player or maybe even starter elsewhere. I'm curious if they have the same thought, though, about got places like Houston or Charlotte. That's an interest. That is a very good point. Like p- politically, they would say yes. Right. But Houston has you know, had a lot of bad media coverage in recent. Well, memory. it's just. It's just rough out there right now. When you watch the offensive possessions, like Steven Silas has got to go. They have way, they objectively, they have more talent than us, Ethan. Way more. Like, way, exactly, way more talent than us. And somehow they're like still worse than us. (laughs) Like, there's no reason they should be worse than us, even though we're neck and neck right now. And and our man, uh, or Adrian was saying earlier that that we may, you know, we we might go below them. I totally could see that. Uh, But at the same time, you know, it, it's just definitely with all the stuff with, with Miles Bridges, Montrez Harrell, you know, the James Borrego thing. It seems like they let go of Borrego just to bring back Steve Clifford, which made things worse. For no reason. Like, yeah, like how is Steve Clifford? If those are the problems you're having in Charlotte, I don't think Steve Clifford is going to like, you know, the old mm-hmm. like kind of pop type guy, even though he's he's nothing he's nothing pop success wise. But like, you know, the older kind of hard coach. I don't know if that's the the best yeah. guy to fit with LaMelo ball and you know, all the stuff that was going on with, with miles and Montrez, you know what I mean? seems like that's kind of the vibe out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little rough. That's a good for, it's good for us though. It's good for yes. us. So, so I can see how, you know, a scoot Henderson or a Victor Wembanyama would, you know, look at those three organizations and be like, yeah, the Spurs seem like the most stable, even though they're bad right now. There's, you know, I mean, yeah, there was the Josh Primo thing. But other than that, there, there's not really any drama, you mm-hmm. know. And that was still, yeah. like, quieter than it probably would have been in those two places. Um, Facts. So. Facts. 
Shout out, shout out to Rain in the comments. He said Judas. Cool, Thank you, Rain. But, but Ethan is cooler. You know that's Rain how I feel. It. That's how I feel. It. That's how I feel on the show every time <laughs> I go live. You know. <laughs> oh, sorry, buddy. Oh yeah, Forbes. Uh, Forbes isn't on the team. Forbes oh, is not on the team. Forbes. This is uh, from Minnesota. Speaking of which, if y'all don't know what we're talking about. Bryn Forbes was arrested at La Quintera. Like, I don't know why he was back in San Antonio. I pray he didn't have a chance to get a contract again. Because we imagine if that's why he was back. And then I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, uh, the best thing, I, doubt, I doubt it too. He probably just has a house here or something. Yeah. But yeah, something like that. that was like pretty recently, if y'all didn't see that. So <laughs> we're going to sign yes. Bryn and cut Devontae Graham. <laughs> yes, we, we did hear about the Bryn news, Nick. That was just. That was crazy. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that I saw that. I was like, why is he in San Antonio? That was my first question. Just enjoying it. Just enjoying <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to the northwest side off 1604. No problem. <laughs> Might as well. Bit then do some horrible things. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah. The San Antonio Anyways. club life for Bryn Forbes. Yeah. Speaking Anyways. of Devontae Graham, Ethan, do you think we trade him this offseason? I think I don't, so. I don't. I think yeah. there's definitely a chance, but yeah, maybe absolutely a chance. If not, it's going to be like Jay Rich, where we trade him at the deadline next year. That's that's what I'm leaning toward more, only because then he would have a more of a chance to maybe play his trade value up, same way that Jay Rich did. Because Jay Rich was basically a throw-in for us, like when Boston gave. I don't him know up. if Devontae is going to be able to do it. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I I'll love to Devontae, but. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be mad or, or I still like happy. him. I'm glad yeah. we have him. I, we needed the it for the competency and the depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well. I mean, I but, wouldn't even be upset if he just like played out his contract, just like not playing very much. Like let Blake you, take his spot. Right. You know what I'm forgetting too, Ethan? And, and I said this, so I can't believe I'm forgetting my own statements, but I forgot that there's that stipulation in his contract where it's like, if we waive him before like July 17th, the rest of that contract isn't guaranteed. So yeah, we might not even right. trade him. We might just cut him and, and then move up Blake and then, you know, whatever other point guard we end up picking up. He's so, he's so like baffling how he plays. Cause like, again, like the jazz game, He'll hit like two threes like in a row, like tough shots. And I'm like, he's that guy. He's that guy. And then he'll shoot like three more just like bricks. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. And <laughs> dark aeons. Yeah. And, and, and then the, I was looking at the box scores and I saw the inefficiency. And, you know, I don't – I'm not – I'm not mad at him taking the shots because he makes some threes and stuff. And and he's really just playing like we're not expecting that much from him. Like we know he's a downgrade from Jay Rich. We just that was kind of what we were aiming for. So I'm not mad at it. It's just yeah. kind of is what it is. But I probably will we'll either cut him or I forgot about the contract not being guaranteed. And the thing yeah. is, is like even next year, even if we keep him, like we may not have to pay him like 12 million or whatever it says it might only be like 2 million so in that case it's like i wouldn't mind keeping him for 2 million to be a third string point guard behind blake if by that time we feel like blake's ready to be the backup maybe in a fourth string if we end up drafting scoot (laughs) yeah no for real um but another thing that's kind of been happening over these past couple games is we've continued to see some dom barlow minutes um Mm. I believe so. I think. Am I? I don't, he didn't play against the Jazz. Okay, but he I did play against the Mavs, right? Let me take a look. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking. I know about. Bassey did, and he he had 16 points. That might have been. That might have been what I was. Thinking. Yeah. He don't know. Barlow played 16 minutes. That's but he right. Only scored he scored one basket. Yeah. Yeah. Five boards. 
big boards. Yeah, big boards. <laughs> but I thought, like, <laughs> I thought it was interesting, though, that he's still getting, like, you know, 16 minutes, I guess. I don't know. I think we should just stop analyzing any Don logical Marlo. no any logical <laughs> reasoning behind the rotation just like 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 we look at it goes, why did dom play he will he wouldn't help us win like yeah, yeah i was exactly. surprised <laughs> yeah that's right no, exactly that's the, he's not gonna help us win yeah nobody's just, gonna help us win it's exactly what pop said i'm answering my own i'm realizing the answer to my own question ethan after i asked it he said it in the press conference he was like we're just throwing him out there to see what he has yep and it's this year that's it but Nick's got a good question here in the comments. He asked, who are y'all higher on, Bassey, Barlow, or neither? Um, I, I would say I like both, but definitely Bassey. And, and I think the contract that the Spurs gave, um, you know, kind of is a testament to that. I, I, y'all have heard me talk at nauseum about Don Barlow. If y'all want to see me really break it down, go check out the video I did talking about the article uh, recently that came out just about him and him talking about the Spurs and being the first person from overtime elite and all that. But um, Charles Bassey, his physicality, um, the way that his game has kind of evolved so quickly, his shooting ability out of nowhere. Um, we didn't really see that in Philadelphia. Um, you know, his aggression, how he even he has potential at all three levels on top of, you know, catching lobs. Um, we've seen him, you know, be a force, uh, you know, with blocks and stuff on the interior. Um, I just think his physicality. You know, he's such an imposing force. Um, you know, all that really needs to be honed now is his skills. What? <laughs> that was just, that was awesome. The way he said all, all that needs to be honed now is his skills. Like, it almost sounded like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah, I feel. But he does have skills. He just needs to continue. If, if he could just learn how to play basketball, that would be really good. <laughs> <laughs> like Pop said at yeah. the beginning of the year, he just doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he just doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> That's uh, funny. No, I, I would agree with everything. Hard. Yeah, I would agree with everything that you said. Um, I'm higher on Bassey only because we've seen more. You know what I mean? Maybe next year, ask me at the same time. Maybe it's Don Barlow. But as right. of right now, what we've seen, um, the amount of improvement that we've seen from him, where he came to the team with zero expectations to now he's in our our actual rotation as our backup center. Uh, it'd have to be him. Yeah. For sure. And, and and his contract, now that I've seen the details of it, I love it. Like it's like two, yeah. it's two, like it's only four million over the next two years. It's like two million each year. And then we have a double team option for two years after it's both two million. It's like it's such a bargain for him. And I, I know also you might be thinking about another potential big <laughs> that may be coming to your roster if things play out the way you like it, which is why, like, you know, you wouldn't want to pay him that much. Um but at the same time, I wonder in that situation, Ethan, now that we're talking about Wembenyang, we can kind of talk about that um, or that I transitioned to him in say everything goes right. We get the number one pick. We end up drafting him. Do we decline Zach Collins's player option or do you think we keep everybody and then just play maybe, maybe play him at the four? I think old boy just probably doesn't play that much. Zach or Charles? Pick your poison. One of them. But I think all three of them. We bring them back. back. Yeah. No, that's true because we have the team option on all of them. Well, oh, we, Charles we, just yeah. signed the contract, <laughs> yeah. but we would be accepting Zach. So it's like then you'd have the depth and you never know with injuries. So both are so like agreeable, like you were just saying, as far like financially. And see, let's see who let's see who can outwin. I mean, let's see who can outplay the other. Right. Throw good them old in the fashion camp. Yeah. Good old fashioned competition. For sure. 
Uh, our man Adrian C says, who are you guys high on in the draft now that Brandon Miller is um dot, 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 you know? Yeah. So if you guys didn't hear about that, there's a lot of stuff going on with Brandon Miller at Alabama right now. I'm not sure if like anything has been official. I, I kind of maybe I just I, I'm not really tuned into the story either. I knew that he Me played neither. a game and dropped like yeah. 40. Um, but I, I don't, I, I haven't heard about it either or anything since then. So I think maybe I might've saw something about how like now he's kind of like, it's, you know, the legal stuff is starting to happen. Um, but basically he's not in the greatest situation right now. And even if nothing comes out of it, that's just the thing that probably would make the Spurs not draft him. Um, just knowing the Spurs. So yeah. I think, you know, once again, I, I've talked about, if you don't get women, or scoot, obviously that's one and two. Um, I, I've been high on the Thompson twins. I think you just take one of them. Um, Keontae George is another good player from Baylor. There's probably some other guys I'm forgetting kind of in the top. Gigi Jackson's a pretty good player from South Carolina for, um, I, I'm, like I said, I'm probably forgetting some other college basketball player names, but I, I would probably just roll with a Thompson twin after that. That That's probably be who I was highest on. Yeah. What sucks is that after Wimbanyama, there really isn't like a center in the top five, 10, Right, like it's all wings. I think Gigi art. Jackson is basically the other than Wembenyama. He's kind of the highest. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's this one dude from uh, I think his name's Baba Miller. This would be way oh, later. Oh yeah. yeah, but yeah. he's a he's kind of like he plays on the outside. He's got perimeter skills, but he's six eleven. Um, huh. so that's somebody else that we could maybe keep our eye on. Um, and Florida State, you know, produces a lot of good NBA guys. Obviously, Devin Vassell, Patrick Williams, um, mm-hmm. lots of good. Lots of good. They they usually play physical. So, yeah, I'm holding out. It's either Wemby or Scoot, and that's it. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> right. Got to we got to rig the lottery again. That that's what we need. We need the Adam Silver rig to come. Come in. on, Adam. <laughs> I like our our man Rain says that Caleb Johnson, newest Austin Spur, he he's better than Charles or or Dominic Barlow, and I couldn't Absolutely. agree more. He's going to come back. Here he's going to get called up by next season, and then he's going to take Keldon's contract. For sure. Absolutely. Well, and the Spurs are going to win the West as well as our man <laughs> H.Q says, we're going to, we're going to win out and everybody else is going to lose out. Um, and the schedule is going to change to where they play the East the whole time. So there we go. You know, it'll fix it. There we go. That's <laughs> what we need. All righty, y'all. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. Any Ethan, any final thoughts on the Spurs full tank mode? Uh, oh, I guess the jazz game tomorrow. We can do a little preview here to end it. Sure, let's do that. Uh, we're going to lose. <laughs> That's exactly what we said before we went on air, and I couldn't agree more, Ethan. It, it, hopefully, once again, it will be a close game where we, we're in it in the fourth quarter, and then unfortunately we fall apart. Let's push for a – let's get a Malachi 30-point ball. That's definitely what we need. And, and I agree with you, Rain. Parker Edwards, uh, the white shooting guard on LSU who never plays, but there's a bunch of – you know his the the cutout heads in the crowd. I think he's he's the best best prospect in the draft. I think he's like twenty four or something, but best prospect in the draft for sure. That'd be the, such a Spurs move. Y'all go y'all go look up Parker Edwards. No, he doesn't play. <laughs> like, he's That's like exactly. A, he's a meme. Anyways, y'all go look up Parker Edwards. <laughs> Next, Doug McDermott. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly what we need. Alrighty, y'all. Thanks again, once again for watching. We appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed today's content, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe below um are we gonna do the uh oh no wait no i can't do the game tomorrow unfortunately because i will be at the lsu texas baseball game 
Um, shout out to my girlfriend for getting those tickets. But um, we'll look at the schedule and we'll have a post game soon. If not, there'll be a live. And if y'all want to find out when that is, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at SSPN on YT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero. Thank y'all for hanging out with us. We'll see y'all later. Go Spurs, go.